Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the State of Mars podcast, sponsored, as always, by our good friends at the One Media Prep, the number live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. Again, I want to wish you all a happy new year. The year 2023 is our Lord. We're going to talk about another week of Marauder Country Prep Athletics. We had great track side. As a 4 by 400 team, made the qualification for national by getting first place at the NJCCC relays. We're talking about everything from that meet, as well as how basketball did down in Maryland for Governor how the wrestling thing did at the Sam Kelly and Powerade And we will also talk about and the ice hockey team will break. Last but not least, we're going to reveal one this week's Marauder Player of the Week award and reveal four new panels for next week's award. As always, we can be found on any listening devices, whether it be on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor, you name it, we're there. So be sure to search State of the Marauders or follow us on our social media profile at SMP Marauders. To see all about Bruce Mordecai. I know it's just me, another Rodriguez class point. I was supposed to get Ben over Sailor to come on this specific but you know, traveling back to Spain, a little bit tired, a little jet lag. He'll be back next week. He'll be back next week. But if you're listening on Monday, you want me to pro, you want to live stream. The game against Queen City on Tuesday. I mean, sorry, not Tuesday. Today, Monday. Monday. Today. I don't know why I said Tuesday. Today. So, listen in on the FHS Network. Watch us. It's going to be myself and Ben. We're commentating the game live from the bar in downtown Georgia City. Four o'clock start. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But again, I am your host, Renard Rodriguez, class of 2010, writing solo for this week's episode. As always, even during the break, we got a lot to talk about. So, let's hit up the news of the week. So, make sure, make sure you download the app today like on the State of the Murders social media profile. Right, you click on the link. You see it's your home screen. One-stop shop for everything Marauders. We got the highlights from the Governor's Challenge victory for the basketball team up on the, the app right now. We also have this video going to be up soon on the app. We're also going to have, you know, the podcast audio. Links to all the live streams, including D1 Media Pro, uh, Barnabas Health live stream for hockey. The Barn has their own live stream as well. So, got live streams going. Got live stats that I'll be doing during the games, the basketball. You also got your texting service. More to play of the week, though. That's very important, right? You want to vote for your favorite Marauders. So, let's see who gets to play of the week. So, again, make sure to download the app today. And we also have a YouTube channel, right? You're watching us. Hope 
you're listening to us, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube at SATM Network. But again, if you're watching this right now, send it to your friends, send it to your neighbors, send it to your prep alum. You know, class 2010, got a lot, a lot of prep alum out there. So make sure you're liking and subscribing for all of the latest Marauder content on YouTube at SOTM Network. And lastly, as I always mention, the Game Changer app, we'll be having all the stats. You can find that on the app, State of Marauders app, of course. But you can also download Game Changer. They'll also give you the stats as well. Pre-emailing, uh, Pete Spiewak, a Game Changer is a prep alum. I want to thank him for supporting this because or the look at the stats live, we'll get them for free because he's paying out of his own will. So again, thank you, Pete, for that, for allowing the community pass for this. Again, make sure you follow on Game Changer during each and, ba- each and every basketball game for all of the updates. Now, big news of the week. Big news. Let's get it up for Jason and Justin, the Adam and Lower Twins. They helped Notre Dame win the Gator Bowl by a score of 42 top 20 country. Uh, that was a great performance by Notre Dame in general. Look at those guys. Prep, prep alum right there supporting. They're seniors, so that might have been the last football game as a Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And for us, they end the season. Justin with 40 tackles and free sacks and a fumble recovery. Jason also has 29 tackles and three sacks. Right? They've both been huge presence for this Notre Dame defense this season. Also, want to give a quick shout out. I, I know he's not a prep guy, but Audrey Essaman, you know, he, he's a great back. He, 95 yards against South Carolina. Jer- Jersey football representing in this. But again, congratulations to Jason and Justin Arnold for helping Notre Dame win the Gator Bowl. Also, we got some big news in the ice hockey alum service because we got Shane Shell. Yes, former prep ice hockey player Shane Shell, now at Division Free School Hobart, number one in the nation. Free hockey right now. He scored the overtime winner to help them extend the winning streak. That was his third goal of the year. We're gonna talk more about him on the podcast. But let, let's listen in and, and see the call. A tired Alexander. Hobart wants to make a change here. They'll change a couple of guys. And Aquero holds on to the puck. Still has it. Right circle. Aquero in front. Score! Shane Shell, the overtime winner. First off, that was an excellent call. Excellent call by, by Will Commentator Hope. That, that was excellent. The second, Shane Shell, ladies and gentlemen, in I believe 14 games this year, maybe a little more than that. Yes, 13 points, three goals, 10 assists. So let's get around the applause for Shane Shell. Pouring on performance, you know, going to his sophomore year last year, he had 10 points in 15 games. This year, 13 points in 12 games. So he, he's making an impact for them right away. And the more he plays, you know, maybe, maybe he'll, you might see him in the bigger leagues the way he's going right now. So congratulations again to Shane Shell. Last but not least, 
in the news of the week before we talk about what happened across the program. Prep Hockey will have the homecoming at Prudential Center, downtown Newark, on Monday, today, January 2nd. That's going to be a 6 p.m. start. Okay. Doors open at 5 o'clock. Start time is at 6 o'clock. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. Also, free admission, which is ridiculous. That's great. If you're going to the game, which I highly recommend you do, the spectator entrance will be on the Sky Bridge. Okay, so I've been to a lot of those games. I can tell you exactly where the Sky Bridge is. Sky Bridge is the parking lot right next to the practice ring. All right, you're going to go all the way to the fourth floor, the little bridge you walk across. You're going to enter Burnham that way. Free admission. And parking is $5 on the garage, which as a Dolphin, that's a cheap deal. It's a great deal. Because <laughs> usually that parking lot is $25, $35 for everything. Great, $5 park, going Prudential Center. And if you're a student at St. Peter's Prep, there's going to be a, a, a raffle drawing going on by prizes donated by the Prep Hockey Panel. So make sure you see those Prep Hockey parents in Section 7, 8, and 9 for your potential raffle drawing. That's going to be great prizes. I mean, I, I, I've heard from Coach Roach what, what those prizes are. And ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're, when I tell you they're great prizes, they're, I mean, talking about like Apple products, I'm a legit product. You go to the game, I mean, you have, you have a good chance of getting something great out of it. And hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll prep need a win. You're going to find out a little bit, but uh, that game might be interesting. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So now. Let's talk about <laughs> see, a great, great segue. Yes, great segue. Hockey. They do continue the winless streak. But they're in the tie, though. So they're going to need a win. <laughs> they're going to need a win just to get out of the schneid. Jeez. Okay. Prep hockey is now 0-7-1. Okay. Premise Catholic, I believe, is 0-5. So this, this game, <laughs> two winless teams can be very important. The marks to handle things on home ice today, especially at Prudential Center in downtown Newark, New Jersey. But let's talk about what happened in those games for the Marauders. They had three games. They first hosted St. Joe's Montville, and right on, you know, both teams were trying to feel each other out. But Logan Hughes with 13 seconds left to go, and a great feed from Shane Tobin and Luke Heimberg with secondary assists. Which score making one nothing St. Joe's. But then a great play by Matthew Jenner to get the shot off from the point. Joey Pacheco was right there, clean up, tie the game at one on the power play to start the second period. That again, Logan Hughes is too much for his Marauders team, makes it 2 1 at the end of two. Michael Chang would seal the deal with 10 30 left. A great play by Cormine Coral. But then the Marauders had life late. 15 seconds left. A Neil Ward off a Matt January shot that I don't know where that was going. Maybe it was an Aaron pass. Uh, that went right to Neil Ward. He 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 rooted the top shelf. 3-2. I guess Phil Pyle is also in the assist. But the Marauders could not get the win. That was probably the best offensive performance, I would say. 44 shots on that. 
But Joseph Monty, silver, 42 saves. And that one, Santa Petroselli allows 21 saves on in the loss for the Marauders. So that was a tough break. But then the game that got really excited for me to watch was a game at Barnabas against Hutton Central. And, you know, again, first period, both teams trying to feel each other out. But then Hutton Central, two goals in a minute 20. One by Joseph Polacek, and then Griffin Mile on the power play. We'll make it 2-0. Hutton Central thinking, oh, here we go again. But the Marauders would battle back. Two goals late in the second period. Brandon Laraga of Gracie from Dex Roberts and Ryan Byington winning the faceoff. And then Philip Hydas, who's been tremendous this week, scores to tie the game. And this was a minute and 23 seconds between both goals. And assisted by Aiden Thorhaus. So that was a 2-2 game at that point. But then Griffin Meyer, again, his second goal of the contest with 11 minutes to go. Makes it 3-2, but on the power play, it's the sophomore. We have Philip Heides, the sophomore. Justin Gianni, the sophomore. His first goal as a varsity player. Makes it 3-3. Philip Heides and Dex Roberts on the assist. And that's how it ends. Die. Yeah. Only 20 shots on goal for the Mars, but again, the, the resilience, you know, the resilience. Had some good momentum. Played well against Joe. Should have won that one. Played decently against Hunter Central, you know. Could have easily won that game too, but the great resilience to, to tie the game there. And now you're thinking, oh, okay, now they're taking against a great team in Northern Heights, number four in state. And thinking, okay, you know, come on, some good, good, good games. Maybe the Marauders were hanging there. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they, they did not hang in there. They did not hang in there at all. Northern Hounds put out the southern piece on the road. Yeah, that, that, that was an ugly game. Start to finish. I mean, four goals in the first period. Not, nothing to say about that. Vincenzo Campano, sorry, Vincenzo Campano overall. A four-goal performance for Northern Highlands. Brent Bresway, who was just running circles, running laps around his Marauders team. He had three assists. I mean, there was this one assist that he was just literally circling around the whole Offensive zone before passing it to Vincenzo Campano. That, that was fantastic. All three goals played for Northern Highlands. Sandra Petroselli, he had seven. 22 saves on the docket. But 7 one All your Marauder hockey team right now. They need a win. <laughs> they, they, they need a win badly. And I, I think this is the best chance to get it against Ramos Catholic again. Cram is a team they play. You know, Marauders playing it's probably one of the toughest conferences in the country in the corner conference. Cram is only six in the big in the big north. I mean, come on, they, they've gotten blown out by Glenrock, Riverdale, Trish. Come on, Marauders got to win. Is this first overall meeting for these two teams? Well, again, we'll see. Did Marauders able to get the first win today? And they go on the road. Pope John, that's going to be a tough commute for, for them. Pope John is doing relatively well this year, 4 and 3 overall. Marauders have won the last two matches. Sorry. They tied the last time, 4 4, and then they won the early contest, 4 to 1. And then they come back home to take on St. Augustine. That's a very good team. That's 
five one on one of the year. So the Marauders have two chances, I think, this week to try to get their first victory. If they don't get a victory out of any of these games this week, that's gonna be a very tough slice for this Marauders team. But we're gonna be positive. Yes. Yes. Don't worry, boys. Let's go. Let's go hockey. Let's go. All right, moving on. We now talk about the basketball team. They had some very tough wins, ladies and gentlemen. First, we're going to talk about the loss that they had because that's what happened first, obviously. We're going to talk about the loss to St. Andrews Episcopal out of Maryland. I mean, they won. So St. Andrews is a very good team, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. But the Marauders forced overtime. Despite not playing the best game, they forced overtime against a very good team. Nico Pena, 25 points in the contest. Jackson Tindall, 17 points in his return. Um, injury list, he's been out for a couple games. Uh, Reggie Rosa, he's starting to step up as well. 11 points for the freshman. So, great performance there. Just sucks that they couldn't, they couldn't get it in overtime. It felt similar to that Don Bosco game, if you guys remember, out on Elizabeth. Morris battled, battled, battled. Couldn't stop Dylan Harper, and it just that's that's what I felt like against St. Andrews. They just had some, some great, outstanding defense against the Mark. And then the matchup that I I really liked from this team, you know, consolation game in the Governor's Challenge, was the game against St. Stephen's and St. Agnes of Virginia. Jackson Tindall put on a clinic: twenty-two points, ten rebounds, two assists, he steals. Richie Rosa of 18 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, and then Mason Santiago, who hit the clutches three. I mean, make sure you check out the highlights on my personal page at RJSPP for that. It's also going to be on the highlights on the story as well. But, I mean, he, he did an four. I mean, so Sam Turnbay also had an one as well. Uh, that, that, that play by Mason Santiago was clutch because. Marauders are only up two at the time before that three point happened. St. Stevens and St. Agnes were on an 8 0 run right before the end of the third quarter. And then that just helped the momentum go right back to the Marauders' way. So that was a great bounce back for the Marauders. And then the matchup that I like about even more because it's an in state competition Montclair Macklin, number 12 in the state. Both these teams are really good. Montclair Macklin, if you remember the last time they played the Marauders. Was the Ray 4 3 to win it at the buzzer? And we have more drags like that again. But the Marauders were able to hang on. After being down by six at the half, they were down six at the half. They were spawning in the third quarter, responding in the fourth quarter. Matt Kinsler, Jackson Tinder, the two senior, two senior leaders of the team, stepped up in a big way in this contest. Matt Kinsler, 23 points. 11 rebounds, two steals. He was named the MVP of the game. Jackson Tindler, 18 points, 12 rebounds, and a steal as well. I mean, great, great. Richie Rosa again, 15 points. He, he's starting. See, Richie's starting to be acclimated now to New Jersey basketball. You know, he's being less careless with the ball. He's understanding the flow of the game now. Ladies, if Richie Rosa Start to be a focal point of his offense. That you know, you got Nico, Mason, Jackson, and Matt. That, I mean, that's that's a great lineup right there with Ben Guy being the glue 
off the bench and starting as he starts he starts, but he's also that glue that keeps everything together, you know? You're not the guy's gonna get you 10 points a game, but he he does the dirty work for you. So great job by Marsh. Four and two on the year. Again, as I mentioned in the beginning, when I had the live stream on D1 Media Pro today against Union City. That's gonna be a four o'clock start at the barn downtown Jersey City. So you can come out, make sure to watch the live stream. Ben and I will be covering the game. And then they're also going to be playing Lincoln on Wednesday at Lincoln at 6.15. And then another neutral showcase against Union Catholic at Roosevelt Catholic, I believe, on Saturday. So the Marauders, think about, think about the schedule they had to start off. They had Elizabeth at home to start off, who's, I think, a solid team. Don Bosco's a very good team. Dona Harper is just absolutely dominating right now, okay? So the fact that Moore was able to keep that game close and even had a chance to win the game, really respectful. And then they beat number 12 Immaculate. So they essentially beat three top 20 teams start off the year. That's great job by the Marauders. Great job. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about the wrestling team. And we had to talk about Sal Barometti. Sal Boromedi is, is he's a stud as a freshman. He's really good. He, he absolutely dominated at the Sam Cali Invitational. We're going to talk about all the results that happened in the Sam Cali. So in the round of 64, Anthony Verdi would win by pinfall. Again, the son of Anthony Verdi, the head coach. He'd win by pinfall in 152 over Jackson Weiss of Livingston. In the round of 32, Sal Boromedi. Would win by pinfall in 128 over Ryan Carney of St. John Vianney. Anthony Borometti would lose by pinfall against Joey Petrello of Dumont. Lawton Harry would win by pinfall in 131 over Ryan Hornstein of Eastern Regional. Angelo Pellici would win by tech fall 15 0 at 449. Against Patrick Quinn of Paramus Catholic. Anthony Verdi will lose by decision 9 to 4 over Zachary Balanti of Paramus Catholic. Carmine Marano will lose by pinfall. Not Carmine, Carmen, sorry. Carmen Marano will lose by pinfall against Aiden Duggan of Westbrook. Dominic Lentini will lose by decision 5 to 2 against Roman Martinez of Blair Academy. Martin Marinetti will win by major decision 10 to 2 over Michael Orlando of the Paul Catholic. I was in round 32 in round 16. Sal Boromedi again would win over Jake Holly by decision 7 to 3. Barton Henry would fall by decision to Mark Anthony McGowan of Blair Academy 7 0. Angelo Pellici would win on technical fall 15 0 to Logan Garcia of Don Bosco Prep at 339. Joseph Reese would win by pinfall over Cody and Nietzsche Farrell of Stephen Hall Prep at 122. Hudson, Hudson Scrove of Rubson Fairhaven would defeat Martin Marinetti at pinfall at four minutes. And Connor Reynolds would beat John Jack Cuny of Stephen Hall Prep at 3-0. In the quarterfinals, again, Sal Marinetti would defeat Gage Summers of Delsey 6-0. Richard Grungo 
would beat Angelo Pellici via pinfall at 29 seconds. Joseph Ruiz will lose to Nicholas Campagna, Sal Plainfield, Dick Stew, and Daniel Elash of Kramers defeated Connor Wendell 6 1. But the only one left in the semifinals was Sal Boromedi, and he would win. He defeat Jack Bergman 2 0 by decision, sent himself from the finals. In the fifth place match, we had two fifth place winners. Joseph Ruiz would beat Riley Bruce of Delcy by pinfall at 115. And then Connor Reynolds would win over Spencer Rabicki of West Melford at 302. So those two guys got fifth place. Now in the final, LaSalle get the, the gold and he get the first place. He'd win. No. No. He'd lose in sudden victory over time. 42. Aiden Cromarty of Livingston would win over Sal. But what a performance. What a performance by Sal Barmetti. He He's now making himself known across state as a top 106 wrestler. So uh, I, I can't wait to see more of Sal Barmetti. I can't wait. So in the Powerade Invitational results, talk about that as well briefly. We had Jake Tallarico at 113, beating Luca Rosa of Burrell by technical fall. 15 0 at 437 in the first round. He'd win by decision 10 6 over Tyler Capsta of Franklin in the round of 32, before losing in the round of 16 to Jaden James of Del Bar. I think that could be something to keep an eye on as we move forward. At 133, Kaden Riccardi would defeat Gabriel. Ruggeri of Connellsville in the round of 32 by decision before losing in the round of 16 to Scott Johnson of Muncie. And it's a lot of round 16 losses, unfortunately. Donovan Chavis defeats George Malholtz of Eastside, South Carolina in the first round by decision, 7 to 5. He'd also win by pinfall in 250 over Wyatt Stout of Southern Regional in the round of 32 before losing to Spencer Barhart of Marvin Prep in the round of 16. At 145, Jonathan Fuller would defeat Nathan Murthy of Parkersburg South by pinnacle fall, 16 to nothing at 528 in the first round. Then he would go on to defeat Sam Jacobs of Armstrong by pinnacle fall of 448 in the round of 32, before losing to Cameron Thatcherbone in the round of 16. Max Nelland would defeat Leo Marks in the round of 32 by pinnacle at 110, before losing by decision again in the round of 16. To Ian Camel of Gundy, Virginia. Last but not least, Anthony Harris of 189 would defeat Baron Leonard of East Side South Carolina by pinfall at 327 in the round of 32, before losing in the round of 16 by Roman Lawrence of Frazier. So, again, good job by the wrestlers. Good job. They now have the Williamstown duels next on Saturday, January. So now, track is sending a relay to national. But before we talk about that, we got to talk about the previous event of the week, which was the Ocean Prize Holiday Festival. In the 400 meter dash, Del Lindsay would get seventh place, going Corey Greenfield would be in 17th. And the 55 meter hurdles, Corey Greenfield ends up in sixth. In the 4x200 relay, the freshman will win. At a time of 
with the varsity getting third in their race. And the 4x400 relay, the freshman also won that one at 349.96. And the 4x800 relay, the varsity team got eighth place. At the pole vault, Chris Cabbage also got eighth place. Chopper for varsity, Brandon Montemayor would get 13th. And a JV, Joseph Burt would get in eighth. So now we're going to talk about uh, the main event of the week, the NJCTC Holiday Relay at Ocean Reef. The 4x55 Shuttle Hurdle Relay got third place. The 4x200 Varsity Relay got 10th place. The 4x200 Freshman Relay Race also got first place. So freshmen doing a great job this week. The track did win at 136.60. And the 4x400 Relay Varsity Team got first at 3 27.04, with the freshman team also getting first at 3.25.11. The primarily relay team got fifth. The 4x800 relay varsity team got fourth place. And the freshman team got third place. Now, the all-important race, the 4,000-meter distance medley race, they won it at a time of 10.44.94 anchor by a record-setting time by Dell Lindsay. And ladies and gentlemen, with that result, they are going to Nationals. <laughs> Great job by the distance mentally team. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Freshman high jump. Daniel Brown got second place. Tyron Grayson in third place. It is a freshman high jump, but they were both sophomores, so I'm very intrigued to see why sophomores are allowed in that race. I, I have no idea, but again, congratulations to those guys. Although, Chris Gabridge got third place. With Cooper Lafon at Shepard getting low. So next up for the Martyrs, next week on Monday, they got the Hudson County Relay. So that, that, that needs to be an absolute dominant clean sweep for the Martyrs. So we'll see the results next week. Probably the week after, because that'll be a Monday. Probably the week after, Hudson County Relay. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for all the news of the week. But before we reveal this week's Marauder Play of the Week, we have an announcement from Student Club President Ben Novoselic of the Class of 2024, who I mentioned before. He was not able to come on this week because of his jet lag. But let's listen. To what he has to say to all of you. So, Ben, let's take it away. Hey, everyone, this is Junior Ben Novoselic, the president of the State of the Marauder Sports Reporters Club. If you're a student at St. Peter's Prep and you want to get involved with sports media or broadcasting, come to one of our club meetings. Dates and times of the meetings will be published on the daily announcements. But if you want more information, you can just email me at novoselicb24 at students.spprep.org. We look forward to seeing you guys. Well, thank you again to Ben for that. And remember, if you're a student at St. Peter's Prep, make sure you check us out. We have meetings in the Browning Center, during community prayer, right at the homeroom every day. Again, if you're interested in anything sports-related, media, come to the club. We got room for anybody. So come out. Enjoy. Stay the Martyrs Sports Report. All right. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. All right, now the jury. Uh, let's now talk about the player of the week award. Probably my favorite part of the broadcast and of the podcast as well. So, last week we had Nico Pena for basketball, Frankie Precop for swimming, Sal Bordometti for wrestling, Ty Flop for fencing, and Andres Perez for track. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get a drum roll, please. And, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this week's Marauder Player of the Week Award, who had 47% of the votes, it was close race between him and this other guy, who I'll reveal just a little bit, but the winner goes to Nico Pena. Congratulations to Nico, and I mean, it was a close race between him and Ty Flat of Fencing. Uh, Nico had a great performance down the stretch. So, especially that game against... Well, I think that was saying... I'm lost in track now. St. Andrews, right. St. Andrews, right. So, he's been good, the transfer from, from New York coming over to New Jersey, St. Pierce Prep. So now, let's talk about next week's nominees. Starting off with, again, a great week overall for the basketball team. Jackson, Tyndall, the senior. Again, two double-doubles back-to-back. I mean, got to be on there for that. Second, from the track team, the anchor that got them two nationals, Del Lindsay. Now, this guy, I, I I I know I don't like usually putting guys two weeks in a row, but this guy's been an absolute beast. I gotta put him in there. And the wrestling team, Sal Borometti. And last but not least, a three-point week from this guy to help hockey get a tie and another close decision against St. Joe's Montville. It's gotta be the sophomore Philip Heights. So make sure you vote on the app. And the voting ends, I got to edit that really quick, and then that end on 12.31 this week because that was last week. This week it's going to end on Saturday, January 7th of, not 2022, it's going to be now 2023. So January 7th, 2023 at... 11.59 p.m. I'm going to reveal the winner again, as always, on next week's podcast. So make sure you vote for who you think should be this week's Marauder Player of the Week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another episode of the State of Mars podcast. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Continue to spread the word of the State of Mars podcast by sharing your social media profile at SOT Marauders to everyone you know and continue to check them out for all other latest updates. School is going to be starting this week, so we'll get Ben back next week. We'll be back on the docket also to recap another week of Marauder Action. We do not stop. Keep grinding. 
Thank you to everyone again. And as always, let's go. Hey, this is senior wrestling captain DJ Chavis. You're listening to the State of Marauders podcast, the only podcast that covers St. Peter's Prep Athletics.